Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk with people who are living lives of purpose and doing amazing things that make a positive impact in our world. We take time to listen to them as they reflect on their life journeys and what has shaped them into who they are today and what motivates them to be involved in what they do. Well, kia ora, everyone. Welcome along to Seeds Podcast. This is a pretty special one because we've hit episode number 250. And I was thinking, what could I do to celebrate getting to 250 and more than 100,000 listens? And then I remembered that just a couple of weeks ago, I went along to my old high school and gave a talk to some year 13 students about what I wish I had known when I was 17. Now, fortunately, I took along my recording equipment, and so I captured the audio of my explanation. And in the show notes, I'll put the actual text of what I shared with the students, because I actually think it would be relevant to anybody, uh, including myself, to understand what it was that I was talking about. Thanks again to all of you who listen to Seeds. I consider you all to be my unofficial ambassadors out there in the community telling others about the podcast. And I'm really enjoying it these days, because when I go along to events, quite often people will come up and introduce themselves and say that they they've listened to some of the episodes of Seeds, which is really pretty fun. Don't forget there's a newsletter at theseeds.nz, and I always appreciate reviews left in Apple Podcasts. And one of the best ways to help out would be to share episodes like this so that your networks can find out about the show. And hey, a big shout out to all of you who are supporters of Seeds. Thank you so much for helping me to get to 250 episodes. I really appreciate all of you, whether you've listened to one episode or all of them. Now let's listen to these things that I wish that I had known. All right, have you all got a piece of paper? Everybody's got one? Um, So as you can see there at the top, I said, what I wish someone had told me in year 13 sitting in your seat at Middleton Grange. And I'm really happy to have questions from you and to be able to share with you. I'm an open book. You can ask me what I'm meaning if it's not clear. I honestly wish that someone had given me this piece of paper when I was sitting in your seat. So I hope that it's helpful. That's the intention. Um, I've put up a little fakatoki there. With your food basket and my food basket, the people will thrive. Ultimately, Western culture is often about the individual. Um, But if you look at Te Ao Maori, it's very often about the collective. It's about looking after each other. And so my hope is that by sharing some of these things with you, we can together improve the future that will be for the generations to come. You know, it's kaitiaki tanga, thinking about stewardship and where we're headed. So the first one, I've just put here the value of, I've just said knowing who you are and letting that inform what you do. So what I mean there is that it can be very tempting to just do something that appears on your horizon. So when, for example, when you finish high school, what's next? It can be tempting to just go, well, everyone else is going to university, or everyone else I know is going to um, ARA, or everyone else I know is doing this. But it may not be right for you. And so what I think is really important here um, is that you understand who you are and what you want from your life. What do you want to do? Um, And I've seen many people get to their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, or older even, and wish that they'd thought about this stuff when they were your age. So if you can train yourself to think critically about who you are and what you value and how you think you can help others, then that's gonna help. Do it early rather than later. You won't live with as many regrets. And what I've put there, ring the bell. Um, If you have a bell and you put it on a table and you try to ring it, it's not gonna, it doesn't make a sound. 
if you lift it up and then you ring it, then you can hear it go out. So it's about finding what is it that lifts you up, puts you in a position that when you do it, you feel like it really resonates, that you feel the energy and the joy in what you do. And if you can find that thing, then it really is true, you're never going to work a day in your life because you're going to love and be passionate about what you do. You're going to bring your creativity, bring your whole self to it. So spend the time now when you're your age thinking about it, thinking critically about yourself. Get input from other people, whether it's parents or guardians or brothers and sisters, older or younger. You know, try to really get a grip on who you are and knowing what you do, knowing who you are and letting that inform what you do rather than the other way around, which is, well, I just did the course because it seemed like the best thing to do and then that shapes who you become. The second thing is, I wish somebody had told me about the value of your reputation. And increasingly, you know, in my era, we didn't really have the internet, you know, there wasn't really Facebook and stuff. But these days, you have to be really careful about your reputation, both offline and online. Um, and in a city like Christchurch, like, this is a tiny place. I'm pretty sure I will know some of your parents, you know, in completely unrelated areas, because Christchurch is so tiny. Um, I, well, if you've been overseas, it's tiny. <laughs> Maybe if you've only grown up here, it feels really big. But in Tokyo, where I live, there was 35 million people in greater Tokyo area. Like, you literally get on the train in Tokyo Central, and you're, you're on the train, and you are in the next city, but it never stopped. There was no green grass. It was just city the entire way. So it's really, really, it is a small place. So your reputation, even now, what you're doing, who you're becoming, how you're seen by others, it is important. And so just be aware of that. And the on online stuff, you know, this is a hint. If you go for employment one day, it's probable that somebody's going to Google your name and see what you've posted. So just use your head <laughs> about what you post online. Like, you have a virtual identity and an uh, in-person identity. So just don't be silly. So your reputation is really important. The value of your reputation, don't think of it in short term. Don't think the next three months or the next year or the next five years. Think really long term. And the fact that if you do something today, it's going to impact how people think of you, you know, 10 years or 30 years from now. I know it's hard to have that perspective. I wouldn't have had that perspective when I was your age, but I'm really trying to download what I know, so I hope you can appreciate that. The networks and staying in touch with others. In the future, one day, this cohort of people, you will disperse and you will go your separate ways, but you will have these networks. So that's important. Whatever you end up doing, one day I can guarantee you, you will think of your friend that you had in high school and you'll know that they became a doctor or they became a lawyer or they became a carpenter or they became a plumber or whatever it is. And those networks will be important. So start now keeping up networks. Be seen as someone who's proactive and helps others. And if you can do that with each other, as a cohort of people, you are a slice in time. You are, you know, in year 13, in 2021, at Middleton Grange. There will never be another cohort like you. So you're coming through together. 
And so keeping and developing and maintaining those networks in the future is really important. And at some point, probably when you get to university, getting on a social media platform like LinkedIn for professionals and for if you want to start a business, that's really important um, because it's a way to connect with people and do it online. Um, yeah, I use LinkedIn a lot, like Facebook and Instagram and stuff, it's more social stuff, but LinkedIn is for professionals, it's really a good way to connect. And I'm happy to connect with any of you in due course um, when you're on there. Um, being open to opportunities where others see a dead end. So this comes back in some ways to that Japan story I told you at the beginning. Some people would have said, well, why are you, why are you wasting your time going to Japan to do some skiing and, and stuff, you know, but I actually saw an opportunity there that I could learn the language, learn the culture, and I would come back as a better rounded person. So be looking for opportunities where others see a dead end. Um, and it's surprising if you have the right attitude and um, you bring your whole self to it, things will open up. Um, yeah, that avoid letting fear shape your choices. Don't don't come to a decision and think, well, I would be too scared to do it. I was talking to somebody yesterday and they said a job opportunity came up and they would love to have done the job, but they thought I probably wouldn't get chosen to go to the interview. And instead, their best friend got chosen and they knew they would have done just as good a job as their best friend. So the point is, don't be afraid when you're coming to make choices about what you do. Don't let fear be the obstacle or the barrier to doing something different or new. The second category here I've got is growth. Um, yeah, this has just been a principle that I've noticed. People who are dedicated and they work hard, they tend to be a lot luckier. So take that how you want, but luck finds people who work hard and who do are diligent with what they've been given. Um, it's just a principle. I think always aiming to exceed expectations. So what I'm meaning there is that if you're given a task to do, or if you have to do something, try to do it a little bit better than you're expected to do it. So in my context, I've got people who work with me. If I tell them I need a memo about this particular case, and I want to have you know a description of what was decided, if they come to me and say, here's the memo you asked for, um, while I was researching it, I noticed that there was another issue that we hadn't talked about. So I went ahead and researched that, and I've added that in here. Also, I know the next step for you is that you have to send an email attaching the memo to the client. So I went ahead and did the draft email, and I hope it's helpful. You know, that's exceeding expectations. So my encouragement to you is always think to yourself, how can I do even more than is expected of me? How can you add value to the situations that you're facing? How can you bring something of value to your friendships, to your schoolwork, to your jobs? What is it? This is the way to set yourself apart and to really be seen as somebody who gives rather than takes. Next one is wasted time and being faithful with little. So what I mean by that is in your day, there's lots of time which just flows by. So primarily think of when you're in the car, you know, you're driving along or you're being driven along. You know, in some ways that's wasted time. 
So always be thinking, how can I use the time that I've been given in a productive way? Um, th so this involves like multitasking and doing things. Not saying don't have downtime, don't have relaxed time, but really think of your days and how you're using it. How can you be most efficient with what you've been given? Um, and yeah, I, I find if you're faithful with the little, like this is a principle, if you've been given something and you use it well, um, then there's a bigger return from that. Um, splitting up tasks. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And oftentimes, when you come to a task or you've been given something to do, whether it's an assignment or an essay or whatever, rather than thinking of it as, oh, I have to get onto that, that's really hard. If you break it into its smaller pieces, into its component pieces, then it becomes way more manageable. Um, so instead of thinking, I've got to write that essay, you know, and it's this big scary thing, think about it. Well, to start with, I just need to look up who wrote the key book on this thing. And then I have to read some articles about it, and then I have to summarize it. So break tasks down into the small little bits, and then you'll get through them a lot faster. Um, yeah, and I find that principle is everything can be broken into three. Um, the last one on this list is everyone has a story. If they think you're not interesting, well, that's on you. So this is something that my mother actually taught me is that, you know, I could interview each one of you and you would have an interesting story. But how often have you sat beside one, someone or, you know, even in this room, not really gotten to know other people because you think, well, they're not that interesting. You're that's the wrong attitude. You need to be the investigative journalist that finds out about the other person because everyone has a story. Everyone has something that's of interest. So if you can bring your full self to those conversations and ask good questions and really be curious about people, then that's going to open up a lot more opportunities. Um, and everyone loves to tell their story too. So you'll be seen as a person who's really, really interested in others. So I'd encourage you to do that. Um, and then we're on to this final category, which I put as experience. Um, learning from failure and looking for the positive as compost for the next idea. So you know where I got that from now, right? Cookie time guy. If you fail, that's the compost for your next thing that maybe will be a success. So um, there will be disappointments ahead things won't go the way that you plan. You'll apply for entry to this thing and you won't get it. You'll get a mark back and it will be lower than you thought it would be. There will be failure. It's how you respond to that failure that will determine the type of character that you have and who you become in the future. So don't, don't worry about failure. It's how you respond to it. Um, the next one is leading when you're not in charge. And I think this is a really important principle because sometimes you may, like there's books on the shelf over there, and you might think, well, that's for leaders of organizations. That's for, well, that's the principal, and that's the deputy head, and those people are leaders. But the reality is that each one of you is a leader, and the person that you're leading is yourself. And if you can have that attitude and bring yourself along as you know, you are leading yourself, then it's going to change your attitude. And if you're given a task, then you become the leader of that task. Do it really well. And it will, I guarantee you, 
you will have positive results from that attitude. Um, the next one is a long-term perspective and becoming the person you'd like to meet. Um, have you ever thought about yourself objectively, like really hard, <laughs> more than just looking at yourself in the mirror? What type of person are you? Are you, are you a person that you would want to talk to? Like that's actually quite an interesting question. Would you be interested in yourself? So my challenge here is how can you train yourself? How can you do things that make you into the type of person that you would like to meet? And for me, that's been a principle that's helped me when I'm looking at, well, what should I study or what should I do? Trying to think in that long-term vision of one day when I'm that guy Stephen Moe's age, you know, I'm 44 now, so what does it look like to be 44? How am I going to be, what decisions and choices are, am I going to make to become the type of person that I would like to meet? And I can guarantee you, again, that will help you in making decisions and it will broaden your horizons of what you do. Because if you approach it with that attitude, it's going to be quite a different thing. You know, maybe you will learn another language because you'd like to meet someone and they know two languages. Choose the best travel path if there are two roads diverging. You can kind of get the theme here of what I'm saying. This comes from a Robert Frost poem about um, two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the road less traveled by and that has made all the difference. So I guess my encouragement there is don't always feel like you have to take the path that everybody would necessarily think that you should take. And the last one there is, you know, I said before, I wish somebody had given this to me. Um, don't wish for a time machine. In some ways, I'm glad that I've gone through everything I've gone through. If I'd been given this when I was your age, sitting in your seat, I probably would have done what you'll probably do with it, which is fine, uh, and not really looked at it. <laughs> you know, I had to go through this stuff to be able to then write this list. It wouldn't have meant as much if I'd just received it the way I'm giving it to you now. So don't wish for a time machine to go back and change things. Um, move on from things. Be willing to accept that things didn't go the way that they were meant to. Don't let your mind dwell on past things. Be flexible enough to move forward and move on. And then the final statement I put there is just stay curious. Like if, an, if I can encourage any of you in any way, then it would be be curious about the world. You know, you've been given one life. You have a certain number of days here. I don't know how long it's going to be. None of us do. What are you doing with the time that you've been given? How are you using your time? What will you be remembered for? Quite often when you get to about my age, people start having midlife crises, and they think, what should I do with my life? What should I do with the rest of my life? Have those questions now. Think about it now rather than waiting until you're my age and asking those questions. So a big principle is stay curious, um, think about your time and how you're going to use it, what you're going to do. And I put in the little Calvin and Hobbes thing there. It's a magical world. Let's go exploring. What is your life going to hold and how can you proactively shape what it becomes? So those are the principles or the things that I wish that somebody had told me. 
Well, I do hope you enjoyed that short little summary of things that I wish that I had known when I was 17. In the show notes, all the text is there. And it might be that you know somebody who's coming up to the end of high school or perhaps in university. And for them, some of these things might be helpful. If so, why not share it with them? Until next time. Mm-hmm.